0: Chrissy O is not only one of Wellington's most recognised women, she is also the owner of one of Wellington's most iconic stores, Hunters and Collectors. The store which has been called a Vintage Nirvana so obviously it holds some of the best style treasures and has done for more than a few decades now, but it most also consistently has the best and most talked about windows in this town. Welcome to B-side stories, Chrissy. Wow, is that me? <laughs> that is you. I know. It's hard it? to recognize? <laughs> yeah, no. What are you talking about? Yes, we were talking about you. So, Chrissy, how long has Hunters and Collectors been how long have you been the Hunters and Collectors diva for now? 1985 we started in
1: Auckland wow. and came to Wellington in 1987, so early days like Way before a lot of my customers were even born,
0: we don't even say the 80s They're like,
1: wow, you're that old.
0: <laughs> Mind you, it must have been a pretty iconic time, or you know, an amazing time to to get the store up and running. So, how how did it start? Um, Well,
1: it started because my partner and I were literally hunters and collectors. So we were always out at flea markets and garage sales and doing that anyway. And then we realized that we had such a good eye and there was an abundance of things that, well, we should really be doing some business around that because we couldn't say no to all these amazing treasures. It was incredible in those days. Mm. There was so much wonderful things around. So we started a small shop and then – My partner then wanted um, a leather jacket, so we sort of advertised and looked around, and we found a few, so we decided that we would maybe retail them as well. And we put two of them in the window, and this guy rode past on his bike and smashed the window and stole the jackets. (laughs) So we're like, oh, my golly, there's a demand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A very big demand.
1: (laughs) So that's where it began, with the leather meets the antiques, meets the clothes. So it was a real furniture mash-up. And and it still is really to mm. this day, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I loved getting the shop that I've got now in um, mm. by Guzney Street because it allowed me to go back to the furniture days and I realised, right. oh my golly, that was a whole part because we had that vision of being a department store. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm.
1: wanted you know to have um, people who were doing tattooing and hairstyling, which people do now. You know, and in-store DJ, we did that for a little while. So that whole idea of a wow. lifestyle, yeah.
0: So kind you of. had that vision way mm, back then. Yeah. Wow. So one of the things I put on the post, you know, you could have so been in New York and, and you know, being, you know sought after by the rich and the famous. But here you are in Cuba Street, Wellington. How's that experience been for you? Um, Well, I I loved it,
1: like, growing it in in Cuba Street because there were so many cool people on Cuba Street growing their businesses. So I've always loved that. And I'm really happy being a big fish in the smaller pond, if you like. (laughs) Like, you know, it would be amazing to be there, but that's another whole level of, you know, and – I've, I just always love being local. That's quite important to me. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, and amazing support. Like I do very well with people from out of town and locals. So you know I can right. attract. We have lots of international customers as well. So you know you get really nice personal conversations with people from America and from right. London, and they all do say that. Oh my golly, we've got shops like this, and I was like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have we have our own. We have hunters <laughs> and collectors. So the the store and the style, I guess, that, that musical trends just kind of keep us pulsing through in style. Has, has that been part of the, the hunters and collectors journey as well? Well,
1: it wasn't conscious because really hunters and collectors just was born out of passion. And we had a passion for music and we had a passion for style and we had a passion for collecting um, antiques and furniture. And so it was the music we listened to, it was the clothes we wore, Mm. it was the places we went, um, it was the people we hung out with. So it's just kind of naturally developed its own culture like that, and so you yeah. know we started doing leather jackets so then you've got the whole punk ethos mm-hmm. you've got the whole rock and roll you've got the whole hard rock you've got the whole heavy metal and all of those people embraced what we were doing in the early days and then alongside that to feed our passion we were selling you know vintage clothes and um, antiques to when we were a woman and then right. you've got the the punks running out the door <laughs> with the leather jackets. <laughs> I was walking on the wild
0: side. Yeah, 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 yeah. and certainly very interesting. And now you're quite a woman of style yourself. That is so an understatement. You know, words don't give anything sometimes. But what have been some of your own personal treasures that have kind of come through the doors and gone back out again?
1: It's hard to let them go out.
0: But I have got past that because at first you want to own everything
1: Mm. and then, and then you realise that actually there is so much and it's good to let it go because other things come and also you want your shop to be the best it can be. So it's amazing to have really good pieces in your shop, so then you begin to get like, oh, no, I want them out there, yeah, you know, because yeah. they want it to look, style it, curate it, that works with that, that'll attract that person, you yes, know. Yes. So, and what I find is, if you have, the level of your um, pieces in there really draws in better pieces, so I get offered a lot more interesting, curiously different, topping quality, because if right. I had those pieces, people see that you have respect for it, you have knowledge about it and you have love for it and that's often what people say to me is that they appreciate our passion for it so they want to give it to us to pass on
0: to the next person what a wonderful thing. <laughs> it is, actually. It's gotta yeah, be yeah. the most incredible, it, um, you know, way of, yeah, just, just making things mm, go around.
1: Mm. And people say that quite often. You realise they really, and like we had this wonderful woman from Wanganoo. We had all her clothes. She's gone in a home and we had her oh. clothes from like the 1950s. Her son brought them in and we sold so many for women to get married in and ball dressing. and so. Every time we sold one, we gave her a story. Yeah. And so she loved it because she'd been an amazing style person and obviously loved her clothes. So she had a wonderful journey again because we wrote it all down. And her son, you know, in his 60s would take it to her mum and her, like, late 80s and tell her about what the story was for that piece.
0: Yeah, knowing that her clothes have gone to live on. We took
1: photos for her. Oh, great. You
0: know, like, that
1: whole provenance thing is really important to people, which is something Hunters and Collectors has always been big on, is trying to know Mm. where things have come from, what their journey is, and then you can tell people. most people don't get that, and just, you know, if you're rummaging through a second-hand op shop, you know, but if you come to a curated vintage shop, we know where it's come where it's from, come who's from, owned yeah, it, what yeah. the story is.
0: And even where it's gone almost. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a treasured piece that has a life and yeah. it might even come back to you again. Yeah.
1: Yep, sometimes it does. Sometimes yeah. it goes overseas
0: and that's a bit sad because yeah. it's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I never really thought about it like that. So like you were saying, there are, you know, when you started in the 80s, I know that there wasn't really anything around then. Mm, not, no. Not that I was here in the <laughs> 80s. No, I was. Um, but... Now we've got quite a different landscape. And so what is it that is really the 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 point of difference or the specialness about Hunters and Collectors that has kept you apart from the rest?
1: Um it's because we're the best. Forget the rest <laughs> is my logo. <laughs> it has a culture. It definitely has, and mm. it's been built up, and it has a depth of knowledge. Like, I do go way back with my clothes, and I know what I've got, mm. and it's also got a real level of passion. It's a passion for what we do. It wasn't a business idea. It was how we were living, yeah. and it still is how you I still live. You still well, yeah, it. Yeah. You still live and it. As do lots of our uh, customers. Yes, you know, yes. It's always about the hunting and the collecting and the knowledge and the fun that goes with it, and that having the different and the only and the unique and the individual, you know, that's And, and it's my tactile. Yeah. It's right. tactile, yeah. It's tactile. You know, and people come into my shop, and it's got really interesting things that they don't see anywhere else, and they can touch it and see it and be around it, and it's got really great music playing, and it's not all done out in a square box with how you merchandise things. I've yes. always been a little bit my own way. Often there's not enough space, you know. <laughs> Often things are weirdly put together, but... It's what catches people and interests them because they have their minds turned on. Yes, by yes. something different. It's not just you, another shop yes. with rats in, in a white square box.
0: Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so that you know, you really hit on a words that sparked a bit of emotion in me. There, you know, words like individual and unique, and so. And retail is yes, really pulling away from that. What is? Why is it that we should treasure? You know these, these shops, these unique individual stores that we have, especially here in Wellington.
1: Well, there'll be a time when there won't be. And I think it's really sad that everything has got so homogenized that you just get fed mm. what is now. Like, Hunters and Collectors has never been about fashion. It's been about style. And you decide for you what your style is. And, you know, there's so many different ways of looking and being. And when you get the, you go to some of the shops that just do new mass produce. It's like it's really they just want you on the consumer treadmill all the time, mm. just buying every week because, no, that's not in now and this is in now. and mm. And also, like, the lack of quality. Like, I have young uh, people in my shop and they'll look at something and say, oh, that's ASOS last year. And I'm like, no, no, honey, that's 1960s original. But they don't know that there was that before. They just think that the only thing is... Back, back last you know, week. asos mass <laughs> produced, yeah, yeah, and it was fashion. Then it's like, no, this is a and mm. look at the fabric, and it's different, and it's stronger, mm. and it's been around that long. But all that knowledge is getting lost.
0: It is. So you're really seeing that in the, in the new shopping yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking. It's
1: totally different. And oh, the one thing that was telling to me, I had this young woman looking through my racks, and she <coughs> said to me, "Oh, this is so boring. I would rather just do a hundred per page, uh, which means she just wants to be on the fashion pages of you know." a big international thought that she can just look at the images like that it wasn't mm. about the tactile and the and understanding the feeling
0: and the different yeah. but then saying that
1: there are amazing people out there who've got a feeling for different and unique and will explore and spend time and great you know it's about time you're, you do have to invest mm. that mm. to work out what you want for you mm. if you're not just going oh that's now I'll have one of those yes it yes. is a Different experience it is, but I find it a creative one. Yes,
0: and, and a confidence
1: building. Yes,
0: one. and surely the joy is when you when you are presenting yourself to the world that you've got your own mm. thing yep. going yeah. on.
1: And that is working more now. I, I notice what, yes. there is more of an. Well, even you know with the big high end brands they will do collabs with people to make them limited editions now. So there's that whole money-making thing to keep it so it's a limited edition and it'll be a brand like Adidas, say, with Mm. some artists. But, you know, I find you just get intrinsically when you're working with vintage and something from the 80s that Mm. was a New Zealand designer piece. You know, Mm. like you're getting that, you know? Yes, yes, you are. Without having to pay that money and... You know, it's kind of the first and, of.
0: And getting yeah. your own look. And so then just on the, the longevity, because obviously without going into it, but I think anyone who knows fashion knows that we've got a problem going yeah. on there. When we're talking about the length of time that you love your clothes for, for example, what is one of your own favorite pieces and how long have you had it? Like what's one of the longest pieces you've, you have had well, I've and still got my still first leather jacket,
1: <laughs> which is not quite the style I went now, but it was my first leather. And, yes. you know, I love it when the young people are coming in and buying their first leather at 19. I was 36, but yeah. I remember loving it, you know. It was a big deal because in the 70s when I discovered leather, I couldn't afford it. It was too right. expensive. I'd always wanted one. So, you know, and Hanson Collector's has always been associated with leather, you know. And my first fur, you know, and I've still got that. Those are kind of like coming of age. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you know, my fantastic. first gold. Old watch yeah men's yeah. watch, you know, that was really Beautiful. a big deal.
0: So if we could all have a little bit less but make them pieces that you will have for a long time could be, well, I think it's what hunters and collectors really offers, doesn't mm. it?
1: And that's why I really you know follow Vivian Westwood and sell her because mm. she has that ethos buy less and buy well yes
0: yes and be your own person mm. yeah <laughs> so when are you because I always think about you and your world and sometimes I can't come in because I actually will go there's three hours um, <laughs> but when are you in your absolute happy place with what you do um, yeah, I remember one of my, <laughs> my staff said once, "You'd be the
1: happiest when you're merchandising and styling, and there was the door was shut because <laughs> people move it around and it doesn't." I know, and I'm such fastidious about. I really, I'm visually challenged. I just have to have everything uh, how I want it to be. But That's part of what hunters and collectors is. Nothing is by accident. <laughs> it's all about a, a passion and a and, and a vision and an idea and always wanting to improve. And, so and a happy mashup. up. <laughs> But and with the great customer who's buying the thing that they fall in love with, I yeah. love that. Yeah. You know, excited by it.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you so would know that, that, yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah. No, you just hit them both on yeah. the head there. So, how do you keep coming up then with your incredible windows?
1: Well, I can't. I definitely not cannot claim all of that for myself. I've had amazing, actually, alongside me all the way, amazing local um, women, Actually, art, oh no, actually, no men as well. Art, artistic friends, and right. so they've done it with me, alongside me, for me. But it's been my one of my things that I love about my business. I didn't know it was going to end up being like that. But it's like my creative
0: space. In a retail space? Those windows are mm. incredible. Yeah. I think my favourite, although there have been many, the yellow one when the rest of the town was red. Oh, yes,
1: that was <laughs> deliberate. That was amazing. <laughs> my friend, she spent hours doing that artwork. It's amazing.
0: Oh, honestly. Bob
1: I c- Dylan. Yes. The words of his song, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because um, it was about the culture
1: of Hunters and Collectors. That's what we were saying. We wanted to say that it's a culture, yes. Hunters and Collectors. And it always has music, and and Bob Dylan... It suits that, and the whole style thing about, and so many young men now running around looking like Dylan. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you know yeah. all the beards that are going
0: on now. And- oh, stop it! Now, <laughs> um, actually, it is quite inspiring, isn't it? So, what about retail? I think retail is to me also a treasured art. What do you think is special about retail for you?
1: Um, what is special about hmm, that's a. Um, I think it's what, about really good personal service. I'm yeah. seeing that more and more. Like when mm. I first started, we were just going off and everyone loved us. So you never had to work that right. hard. It was just like the rock and roll world and everyone wanted a leather jacket. But now right. there are so many alternatives and people can shop online. Mm. And so more and more you develop the personal service, which I actually really like. I like getting to know my customer base. I like being able to find things for people. Yes, yes. I like discovering people's tastes or turning them on right,
0: the right, ideas of right. things that they yeah. wouldn't yeah.
1: you know that's what I like, like you could try this, you might think about this, you know yeah. that's quite a, a cool thing that you can get to do in the in, the, in my shop, you know. I guess you can do it in other shops, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's um, it's that human interactive space yeah. that's quite yeah. necessary and special, I think, especially now that we're all online well, so you, much. Yeah, you can
1: realize it. people <laughs> can choose to spend their money in so many places. They mm, eh? like, I just mm.
0: respect that they choose to spend it with me. Yeah, well done. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit of an honour, actually. <laughs> um, and now also, if you could, this is your last question. So I tried to prime Chrissy for this one, but it, you know, Hunters and Collectors really represents, you know, you've put a lot of hard work and and care into what you do. And it's almost your life's work, really. It is. But what does Hunters and Collectors stand for for you? When I asked my young staff member
1: this before I left, and she said (laughs) employment. (laughs) I'm like, hey. I could get a job elsewhere <laughs> keeping it real keeping it real I love that yeah and passion like it's just my it is my life's work yeah it's what I love it's like I can get up every day and dress up I absolutely love that it's just what else what more could you want and I can listen to the music I love I can stop the things I love I can sell them to people it's just yeah it's passion isn't it